Market sentiment remains weak as rising yields and rating downgrades continue waiting on U.S. banks and weak China continues waiting on energy and luxury goods stocks around the world. Now today, Nvidia could actually give a shot of energy to stock markets after the closing bell today because it's going to release the second quarter earnings. But it first has to beat the 11 U.S. dollar worth of sales forecast that it gave for last quarter. So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So the market mood turned sour again at yesterday's trading session and the S&P 500 fell after a short relief. S&P's bank rating downgrades, which actually came just a few days after Moody's downgraded some US small and mid-sized banks, remember, and Fitch on its end downgraded the US rating altogether, came as a reminder to investors that, well, the rising interest rates in the US won't be benign for the U.S. banks, especially the regional banks, as depositors shift their funds into higher interest-bearing accounts like money market funds, for example. The latter increases banks' funding costs, plus the decline in bank deposits actually squeeze liquidity for many of these banks, while on the other hand, the value of the securities that these banks actually hold in their portfolios decline. And plus, plus, these U.S. regional banks also face and will continue to face risks from a sharp decline in commercial real estate loans. So as a result of all this, the S&P 500 fell 0.28% at yesterday's trading session as Invesco's KBW Bank ETF died more than 2.5%. Elsewhere, the rising interest rates and declining purchasing power finally start showing in well, some retailers quarterly reports, quarterly announcements. It's not that U.S. consumers are not spending anymore, but Macy's, for example, sank 14% yesterday on rising credit card delinquencies and exporting goods slumped more than 24% yesterday on elevated inventory shrink, in particular due to theft. Now, both companies also gave a morose outlook for consumer demand and spending moving forward. Uh-uh, so... Could that be a sign of potentially slower consumer spending in the next few months finally for the US? Well, we will see that. That's all the Fed needs for now. But at the moment, while well, the latest US data remains, well, surprisingly strong, the Federal Reserve expectations are hawkish and no one sees Jerome Powell back off with the Federal Reserve's monetary policy tightening policy and the US yields are rising. So the US two-year yield pushes higher above the 5% psychological mark, while the US 10-year yield struggles near the 4.30% level where it sees a decent, decent resistance. Now, in one hand, there is a strong demand for the US 10-year papers at the current levels, as many, many asset managers out there actually consider that these levels, the actual levels, are good entry points. Uh, we also talked about it earlier this week, but there is also especially this growing interest, growing call for the U.S. 10-year tips. And on the other hand, while the hawkish Federal Reserve expectations, the prospects of maybe higher interest rates in the U.S., which will obviously be held for a prolonged period of time until inflation comes down, will actually continue pressuring the yields 
higher in the US and elsewhere in the world, along with the US Treasury's plan actually to issue more bonds in the second half of this year as they issued just too many T-bills so far to fund the US deficit. And there is one more thing that I'm going to add to this picture and that's waiting on US Treasuries and that's China, because yes, the sluggish Chinese growth this year is obviously tempering energy and commodity prices, and that happily doesn't add to inflationary pressures around the world. So that's positive for the Fed and other central banks. But what's not positive is Beijing does add on the US Treasury sell-off as it actually fights against a softer Chinese Yuan. So the People's Bank of China said its daily fixing in Yuan surprisingly higher than expected by analysts earlier this week in a move that Bloomberg News described as being the most forceful on record. And what happens here is when the dollar yuan rallies due to higher US yields and lower Chinese yields, well, the Chinese actually sell their US denominated assets to defend their yuan. And by doing so, they actually further contribute to a further strengthening of the US yields and the US dollar is after pressured higher on the back of these stronger US yields. Then the cycle starts all over again. A stronger US dollar and a weaker yuan gets the Chinese to sell their well, US denominated assets, so US treasuries, and that pushes US yields higher and that strengthens the US dollar and the yields and the US dollar again and the yields again and it just goes on. So the US dollar was stronger again yesterday across the board. The US dollar index remains actually bid just above its 200-day moving average, although, although we just see a slowing positive trend here and weakening trend and momentum indicators. While I believe that there is room for further US dollar recovery moving forward, we could well see a temporary downside correction in the greenback in the next few days. And that's obviously depending on what the Powell will say and how the markets and investors will react to what he is going to say this week. The euro dollar, for example, is still on a decidedly bearish trading path. Trend and momentum indicators in the euro dollar remain comfortably bearish and the pair is not yet at the oversold market conditions. So the whole picture means that the actual sell-off that we see in the euro dollar could well extend toward the 200-day moving average, which stands near the 108 mark. The dollar yen is steady a touch above the 145 mark as the possibility of a direct FX intervention from the Bank of Japan holds many, many traders back from topping up their short yen positions. Cable, on the other hand, sees some decent resistance at its 50-day moving average, which is a touch below the 1.28 mark. In the energy space, while the US crude remains close to the $80 per barrel psychological level and is lacking a clear short-term direction for now, therefore, this week's US inventories report could actually help traders decide whether 
they want to play the slow China demand rhetoric or whether they want to continue backing the supply tightness narrative. Now, in both cases, we actually shall see a range bound trading in US crude within the 75 to $85 range, including the 200 day moving average level and the August peak level. And beyond energy and commodities, well, the weak Chinese demand hurts companies which are normally Chinese darlings. Swiss exports, for example, fell to the lowest level since the beginning of this year this summer as the Chinese demand for luxury products and for its watches well, kept falling, unfortunately. So Swatch shares fell to the lowest levels that we saw since last December. And Nike, for example, is also at levels uh, before the news of China's post-COVID reopening last year. Now today, all eyes are obviously on NVIDIA earnings that are due to come in after the closing bell in the US. So anything less than absolutely fantastic could trigger a sharp downside correction in NVIDIA's stock price, which actually rallied 345% since October dip and hit a record again yesterday. Now the key levels to watch here are on the downside the $340 level which is the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement level and which should normally distinguish between the continuation of the actual and this crazy rally and a bearish reversal and the $320 level which was the highest levels reached just before the company made that $11 billion worth of sales forecast for last quarter. On the top side, the $500 target wouldn't be far stretched as Nvidia, which rallied more than 8.5% a day ago for no reason, could well rally above 10% in case of satisfactory results after the bell today. But I personally think that, well, there is more chance for a downside correction in Nvidia after the results than a further rally. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then... Good day trading.